This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Saquon's going to have to either decide to play this year on the tag or to not. But sitting out a couple games, I don't think there's anything for leverage. I think the Giants really screwed this up. I think the optics of it are terrible. He is their offense, and he is that safety net for Daniel Jones. Everybody in the locker room knows he's the most valuable person on that team. But you're going to pay the quarterback $40 million, who's mediocre at best. And if Saquon Barkley doesn't show up, Daniel Jones can't carry that team. Giants find themselves in a tough situation. We discussed that with Saquon Barkley coming up right now on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM at Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Nitzel along with Aaron Goldhammer as we fill in for the guys this afternoon. And Saquon Barkley has spoken about this. And, and the deadline has come and gone to sign a long-term extension. So the only option for Saquon Barkley this year is to play on the franchise tag tender. Now, he has not signed that tender, so he is not obligated to show up for training camp right now. But when it comes to trying to get more leverage, he said that he might have to sit out the entire season. Uh, Barkley did discuss his leverage and contract negotiations with the Giants during an appearance on the Money Matters podcast. It was recorded before Monday's deadline, uh, but it still certainly applies today. Here is Saquon Barkley talking about how he can try to gain leverage against the Giants on the Money Matters podcast. This is my leverage. My leverage is I can say to the Giants, I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much, how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a play I can use. Do I, anybody knows me, knows that's not something I want to do. But like, it's something that has something that crossed my mind. It's like, I never, I never thought I would ever do that. But like, now I'm at a point where it's like, Jesus, like, I, I might have to, take it to this level. And maybe he does. But that sounds like, to me, Aaron, as a guy that doesn't want to do that, and I think when push comes to shove, he's not going to end up missing any games for the New York Giants. Well, it's an awkward situation because running backs want to have some leverage, but guess what, Gabe? The market says that it's the most replaceable position in football this side of kicker. I mean, every year we see running backs come off the street and go into the end zone, right? So I'm not saying Saquon Barkley isn't a really good player. He is. We could go back, you know, is he fifth best, third best, seventh best? You can make arguments all over the place. The reality of it is a couple years ago, Le'Veon Bell tried to do this with the Steelers, and there was an unheralded running back named James Conner that was sitting on the bench behind him. And the Steelers said, you want to sit fine. They handed the ball to James Conner, and he had the same year that Le'Veon Bell was having. So Le'Veon took the risk, Gabe, and it didn't pay off for him at all. The Steelers were the exact same team with him as opposed to without him. Because, again, finding an average running back is easy. Think about the ones that are literally sitting on the street right now. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't have a team. Dalvin Cook doesn't have a team. Teams have opened training camp. Like... But everybody's going to be in by the time we get to next weekend. And Kareem Hunt doesn't have a team. Like, there are name-brand guys who are all under 30 years old, pretty much, and none of them have even teams to play on. So as much as Barkley might be trying to stress leverage and running backs aren't happy, which I understand, this is how America works, Gabe. It's, it's what the market bears for them right now. 
And it's not like NFL teams. It's not like the Giants are taking the money that they're saving on Barkley and squirreling it away, and the ownership gets to keep that. No, like it's a it's a, it's a league with a, a salary cap, a hard salary cap, unlike the NBA, and it also has a floor. Like you have to spend X amount of dollars each and every year in the NFL. They're just taking that money. They're giving it to other players. They're giving it to other positions because right. even though the salary cap continues to go up and up and up, and it's going to take a huge jump, uh, I believe either next year or in 2025 when these new TV deals kick in and the NFL is going to be making even more money yeah. off of those, yep. they're still not going to want to pay running backs. They're going to they're going to pay wide receivers. We know they're paying quarterbacks. They're going to pay offensive tackles, and they're going to pay pass rushers and cornerbacks. We know those are the positions they're going to pay for because exactly. the difference between Wide receiver, excuse me, the difference between running back number one and running back 32 isn't nearly as big between quarterback number one and quarterback number 32. I think that's a great point. I think you're exactly right on the nose with it. Scarcity. How do you make more money? Look, if I was just a run-of-the-mill sports talk show host, you know, breaking down the box score kind of thing, I wouldn't be, I guess I would say I would be incredibly replaceable. But bringing all of the incredible show dynamics, Gabe, that I bring to the table. Oh, absolutely, Aaron. That's what makes me so special and unique. Good luck replacing the guy who has this take right here, right now, on these radio stations. You can't well, do was, it. I was going to say good luck replacing the guy who literally ate horse poop. I, I I think that's actually I'm pretty easily I'm pretty easily replaceable. Um, I I think that Saquon will end up playing because I uh, if he doesn't here's the awkward position that he'll be in, Gabe. He'll be sitting at home watching his team play on Sundays and rooting against him because the way he eventually gets paid is by having the Giants without him fall flat on their face. If they start winning and their backup running backs are racking up 200 yards on the ground behind a good offensive line and one of the best left tackles in football, then that's not good for Saquon Barkley. So how awkward would it be, not just if Saquon isn't on the field for the Giants, but he'll be sitting at home rooting for the Commanders and the Cowboys and the Eagles and all of these big divisional matchups because it's in his best financial interest for the team he technically plays for to lose. I think he ultimately plays as well because you brought up the Le'Veon Bell example earlier and how that didn't really work out. And Bell eventually did get paid, not as much as he probably wanted, and he went to the Jets. But missing that year, like he was a different back when he came back. Like It just never seemed like he regained the footing Agreed. of being the Le'Veon Bell that he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he and there's never another... got the money that he wanted. No. You know? nope. So it, that, it that all never out. happened. It totally busted. You know, and and so look, you can hold out if you're a quarterback because you're backup. I mean, can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was trying to hold out right now and the Jets had the pressure of playing <laughs> Zach Wilson in this season? Like, man, oh man, that would be a ton of pressure. The fans would be saying, "Pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him." You know, the other thing I think about here: imagine that the seventh best left tackle in the NFL was just on the street right now. The bidding war for his services with the oh. available cap space right now. Imagine if you took a right tackle off the street and put him into your team. What would happen? I mean, <laughs> your quarterback might get killed. Someone might die on the football field if that were to happen. Running back is just a totally different animal. It's a, it's a very replaceable position, almost as replaceable as kicker. And it becomes tough 
for running backs to then get ready for the season when they sit out longer, as Chris Johnson, who's a former NFL running back who had a holdout of his own with the Titans back in the day, explained on ESPN Radio. It took him a while to get back into football shape after he ended his holdout. I don't think I got into a full stride until maybe week six, seven. We're talking about a whole training camp that you're missing. That's a month of straight football, getting in football shape, doing all the stop-and-go moves and all that type of stuff, getting on the same page with your line. Like, when I first came back, my stats was like 40 yards, 60 yards, 20 yards, 15 yards, 70 yards. And then once I hit my stride, my first game back, I think it was like Tampa or something. I had 190 five yards. So then I started to hit my stride just getting in football shape, getting in chemistry right with the offensive line and just the whole thing as a whole. But that, that is, is serious, man. It's hard to hold out a whole training camp and come right back in for the season and be the same guy. And that's the other tough thing about this position, Aaron, as I, as I listen to Chris Johnson talk there about his holdout and how long it took him back to get into football shape. I think other positions like cornerback, wide receiver, quarterback. I think those positions, if you were to hold out, you could come back and be able to hit the ground running a lot sooner. With running backs, like taking those hits that ultimately are shortening your career, that that's part yeah. of you getting into what he just described as football shape. Because you, it, yeah. it, it's about being able to take those hits, get back up, and being able to do that 20 times throughout the course of a game and getting your yeah. body in condition in order to do that. That's where training camp comes in for these running yeah. backs. That's the cruel part about the position. You know, Gabe, also, they, they have a deal on the table for him to make $10 million, okay? And maybe that's not what Saquon Barkley feels like he's worth, but it's still $10 million. If he misses game one, it's $600,000. You want to just punt on six hundred k. It, for a guy who's had massive injuries in his career and a guy who knows because of the position that he plays again that his lifespan to be able to drive earning potential is very, very low. I mean, running backs do have the advantage, Gabe, of still being marketable. Even though they're not getting highly paid by their teams, he could do a Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial or something to make up some of this money. You know what I'm saying? Because they're still oh, yeah. drafted in fantasy football and because mm-hmm. everybody still knows who they are. When we were growing up, I mean, running back was the sexy position that everybody wanted to play, even more so than quarterback. When I was in my backyard, you know, playing with uh, Orrin Cooper from across the street, like I was uh, Emmett Smith or Terrell Davis or Barry Sanders or, you know, one of the guys from the 80s, 90s, Walter Payton. Uh, now I feel like kids are, they're definitely the wide receivers. Like the kids. Oh, the, yeah. Now the they're QBs Justin Jefferson, Jamar yes, Chase. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. <laughs> thousand percent. No one. It's going to evolve because nobody wants to play running back right now, yeah, Gabe, because it's, it's trickled all the way down, and you know that it's not the way to get paid. And everyone tries to come up with different solutions. I think we just need to accept the fact that NFL teams are no longer paying big-time contracts because more often than not, you mentioned Zeke Elliott earlier, even Christian McCaffrey, yeah. who ended up having a good two-thirds of the season with San Francisco, Carolina decided they didn't want that contract on their books anymore. Teams that sign they, running backs to did. big long-term deals want to yeah. almost immediately get them off the books. And, uh, you know, the Browns did this with Nick Chubb, who may be the best pure running back in football. And there's talk in Cleveland that this is going to be his last season as a Brown, regardless of how well he plays. 
because they're paying Deshaun Watson $230 million and Miles Garrett $100 million, and they've chosen to pay players at other positions. That's just the way that this is working right now because of how replaceable they are. I, I don't think it's anything against the players. I just think they have a certain set of skills that's much easier to find than guys who play other positions. KT Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five pretenders. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM at Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Aaron Goldhammer in for the guys this afternoon. And Aaron has the list for us right now of his top five NFL pretenders for 2023. Number five. Guys, number five I think is going to surprise a lot of people, but they had a lot of drama in their mini camp, and I think it's going to carry over into their season. I don't circle the wagons with the Buffalo Bills. I feel like they've had a window for a couple of years here to win and get to the Super Bowl. They haven't been able to capitalize on it. I question the chemistry of their team right now, given the uh, Stephon Diggs situation. I question their inability to run the ball, and I question their defense, which took a big hit last year when Von Miller went down. Do I think they're going to win four games and be horrible? No. But do I think they're more of a pretender than a contender? Am I getting a disappointment vibe in Buffalo? Yes, I am. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Number four. Number four, I've got one of the teams playing on opening night. I'll believe the Detroit Lions are a bona fide playoff team when the Detroit Lions actually make the playoffs. Here's the other thing with them. I like Dan Campbell's act. It was good for hard knocks. It's great for press conferences. He's their head coach, the bite a kneecap guy. But I think it wears thin. Bite a kneecap and also just, you know, down all of the uh, what the, the espresso, the boom, boom. And then he still has his <laughs> cup of coffee. That was That's great right. last year, too. I mean, look, I think that he is fun, but I don't know that that act is sustainable. And I look at the talent on the roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and it makes me really shake my head and wonder. I think the Chiefs will stomp them on opening night. They have to play a much more difficult schedule this year. Man, I think the Lions could be in some trouble. They're my number four team on the list of pretenders. Number three. Number three, I've got Aaron Rodgers' team. I just get a dumpster fire vibe from the New York Jets. And I think they could go 10-7 and seven and snag a wild card spot. Or, but something tells me I like Miami and New England to win that division more than I like Buffalo and the Jets. And I just think it's such a combustible situation with the media and the expectations and them coming off of last year. One other thing, I think their defense is a little overrated. We'll see. But there's some guys that got paid. Sauce Gardner going into his second year has to take a big step. The expectation is that he's the best corner in the NFL now all of a sudden. We'll see. I'm not saying they don't have talent, but I just, a a little spark could set the whole thing on fire is how I feel about my number three team on the list of pretenders, the New York Jets. Number two. Yeah, number two, I've got the other New York team. I don't know how the New York Giants did it last year, but I don't think paying... You know, Daniel Jones, all that money, and then dealing with all this drama with Saquon. And 
had just Brian Dable, coach of the year. It felt like they had a perfect storm positive season. They won a ton of close games. They had a weak schedule. Now it gets a little bit more challenging for them, seeing if you could do it two years in a row. They seem like the prototypical team that jumped up, made the playoffs one year, and will come falling back to earth. I do not believe in my number two team on the pretenders list, the New York Giants. Number one. I don't know how the Vikings won all those games either. (laughs) They they were pulling games out of there. They beat the Bills. I've never seen before what they did again. They were down 150 to nothing in one game against the Indianapolis Colts and came back to win. That's not sustainable to me either. I like your Packers game more than I like Kirk Cousins and the situation in Minnesota. You know, they get rid of Dalvin Cook, who is one of their best players. I don't buy their defense either. I've got major questions. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender at all. I don't trust Kirk Cousins on Monday night, let alone in a playoff game. Number one on my list of pretenders is the Minnesota Vikings. Gabe, your thoughts on the list. Well, okay, quickly run through five through one. Just a real quick reset it for us. Uh, Bills at number five, Lions at four, Jets at three, Giants at two, the two New York teams. And at number one, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah, so the Vikings make a ton of sense because, I mean, their record in one-score games was unbelievable. Despite being 13-4, and four, they had a negative point differential a year ago. Just not sustainable. And especially after all the trades they they made, it seems like they're kind of getting ready to clear the ship because they know they're going to have to start rebuilding. They yeah. they start they, they cut off talks with Kirk Cousins. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be a Minnesota Viking after twenty twenty three either. So they're they're kind of preparing for the future out there. It's you know not quite a hard rebuild yet, but they're getting they're getting ready to do so. The Bills to me isn't shocking. I agree with you on the Bills too because I feel like. They wanted to improve the running back position, really didn't do it, because they don't want Josh Allen running as much as he does, even though the man is a tank. Yeah. Like They just don't want him running and being the main form of their they running game. They haven't proven that that could be a part of their attack, and in the place where they play, I don't know if home playoff games are conducive. I think they're a team built for a dome, and they play outside oh, yeah. in oh, negative 50-degree temperatures. Look, that was a conversation we had many a time over the last handful of years with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay here in the state of Wisconsin, and the Bills are in a similar spot. And, and the problem is they, they thought going into last season that Gabe Davis, especially after he had the monster game that he had against the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round the year before, 200 yards, four touchdowns, whatever it was, they thought that Gabe Davis was legitimately their number two option behind Diggs, and Gabe Davis failed to live up to those expectations, and they didn't go out and get a legitimate number two threat behind Diggs. They, they went out, they drafted Dalton Kincaid. Tight ends take a while to develop, even even really good ones. Like Kyle Pitts was taken in the top ten. He's finally going to be, yeah. you know, they, year they three They were dying for DeAndre Hopkins, and they just didn't have the money to be able to make it work. Mm-hmm. The other question, like Matt Milano is a really good player. They have some good players on defense. I like their secondary. Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer is one of the best safeties in the league, and a tremendous interview. He's welcome to join us anytime he wants here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. But their defense is kind of starting to get older and a little bit slower, and I think you saw... In that Cincinnati game, man, in that playoff game, eyes wide open for how badly they got beat in that spot at home. Ugh, God. Yeah, Not and pretty. look, it was a team that I understand why running it back after losing a heartbreaking game to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round the year before, I understand running that team back because that, that Chiefs game could have gone either way. Running it back for another year 
after the way, like you just mentioned, the way you looked in the postseason a year ago, that did not make sense to me. I still think the Bills are going to be a really good team. I think they're going to be a playoff team. But in terms of, are they a Super Bowl contender? Right. I do not believe they are as of right now. By the way, I'm not saying that the teams on this list are going to win three games. Okay. Yes. I'm j- the, the question is, are they Super Bowl contenders or are they Super Bowl pretenders? That's how I took the category. Yep. I would be surprised if any of those five teams... Bills, Lions, Jets, Giants, Vikings was contending for the Super Bowl this year. Completely agree with you. And we want to hear from you. Which team is the biggest pretender in the NFL? Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, can the Browns win the AFC North? Seems to be a pretty stacked division. But what can we expect from Deshaun Watson year two with the Browns? That probably factors in to Aaron's answer of can the Browns win the AFC North? We'll dive all into that after Aaron has this from NHTSA. That's right. I do have a word from NHTSA. We all thought about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are a lot of sounds that you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that is beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The AFC is absolutely loaded. But the most loaded division might be the AFC North. And can the Browns actually win the North? We dive into that question right now. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Nigel. He's Aaron Goldhammer. And Aaron, yes. you, you are in Cleveland. 
I am. You are in the heart of Brown's country. And sitting right now in this <laughs> awkward position in this bed because my studio in my house is getting remodeled, so I'm literally sitting on a bed to do the radio show in the heart of Brown's country. No, well, there you go. And the, the Browns, and I think they were, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like the Browns were okay with last year almost being kind of a lost season because they knew Fair. there was going to be some sort of suspension with Deshaun Watson. And really, the, the whole purpose of signing to me, Deshaun Watson, was to hit the ground running with how many other games he ended up playing last year. You hit the ground running in year two. Part of the problem, though, is the Cincinnati Bengals are now a team with quite possibly the second-best quarterback in the NFL in Joe yeah. Burrow. Yeah. Uh, you have a league MVP who signed a contract and is starting to get some more weapons in Baltimore. And, oh, by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers have never finished under five hundred in the last 16 years under Mike Tomlin. So this is a really tough division for well, the Browns to be relevant in. Let me say this, Gabe. The AFC North is what everybody thought the AFC West was going to be last year. Remember, oh, Russell Wilson, oh, Devontae Adams joined Derek Carr. So many of those teams were just fake, and the Chargers are tough to take seriously, even though they did have a pretty good season and make the playoffs. Really, it was Kansas City's division the entire year. There was never a second where I thought they had a chance to lose it. I believe that any team in the AFC North can win it. I believe that any team in the AFC North can finish dead last, and I think the difference between the top and bottom of the division, Gabe, uh, if there's a chance like all four teams could go nine and eight and tiebreakers could decide how it breaks down. This is where the head to head games with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Steelers and the Browns and the Bengals and the Browns. Those games are going to decide who wins this division and who doesn't because there's there's no clear cut best team and there's no clear cut worst team in my mind. I mean, wow, that's because I just kind of looked at the Bengals as the clear cut first team, and then everybody else would be competing for second, third, wild card spots, that sort of thing, because of how good the Bengals have been going to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, going to the AFC Championship last year. See, just I don't know seems that they've like earned Chief status, Gabe. Like you're you're talking about them like they are the Chiefs. They've been good and kind of lucky to stay healthy the last two i don't know i i I guess i still see that cincinnati bungle helmet and i just assume (laughs) that there's a chance that a lot of things could go wrong not to disrespect the great joe burrow but marv Marv isn't the coach there anymore aaron they're they're not just gonna be losing playoff games yeah well i not that i have a ton of trust in zach taylor who i think might be the worst coach of the four coaches in the division but I would take the Browns as a serious threat. I think they're a bit of a sleeper team, which they're much more comfortable in that position, in my opinion, than they are a favorite. And the the real question to me, you know, Watson played terrible, Gabe, in the six games that he played last year. Mm -hmm. I think the worst quarterbacking that happened in the NFL was Watson's six games. They won three of them, but only because they got the Commanders and the Texans and Tyler Huntley (laughs) to play. I mean, it's, it's not like it was a veritable murderer's row for them coming down the stretch. And some of the bad teams, even New Orleans and... They couldn't beat. So I think Watson's not just got to be average. I think to to make up for that contract, he's got to be loads, loads better than he was last year. And he's got to be really good, like top seven quarterback in the NFL good. Well, someone you're familiar, ESPN Cleveland host Tony Rizzo on the really big show. I think this all sounds vaguely familiar to you, Aaron. Uh, He had this rant on ESPN Cleveland on whether or not the Browns can win the AFC North. 
Winning this division, though, Riz, is I, a I don't gauntlet. care. I don't care. Be the best I'm team. Just trying you guys to be... act like it's impossible to win the division. The, the Bengals won it the last two years. If I had told you three years ago the Bengals are going to win the division, you'd have left me off the friggin' air. Win it. Go win it. Enough with this settling for, oh, if they make the playoffs. No, no, no. Not good enough. Make a run, man. Make a run. So, be the Eagles. Be the Rams. Be the Bengals. Make a run. It's our time, damn it. It's our friggin' time. Oh, God, I feel better. So that's Tony Rizzo on whether or not the Browns can win the AFC North. And it seems like he's trying to will it into existence. Sure. But at the same time, again, the Ravens are really good. They have their quarterback. Can Lamar stay healthy? Certainly a big question surrounding the Ravens. But they're trying to retool their offense to make it so Lamar doesn't have to run the ball as much as he has, which has led to some of the injury issues the last couple of seasons. As mentioned, the Bengals have played in a Super Bowl and in an AFC Championship game each of the last two years. And Mike Tomlin might be one of the best, if not the best coach in all of the NFL. So if, if they make a run... Yeah. Right on the Browns, yeah. but I just want it to be recognized that if the Browns win the division, mm-hmm. like that's an unbelievable accomplishment. Well, to win this division is an is going. You might be more prepared for a playoff run winning this division than anything else. I, I think this. Uh, you know, a lot of people here in Cleveland have a lot of faith in Watson and Riz's boisterous, willing this to happen, screaming and yelling at me the other day comes from his faith in a quarterback that played like utter crap last year and has not been good since we were in the throes of the pandemic. And I I also have some questions about Kevin Stefanski, but I'm more confident because he's taken the Browns to the playoffs before. Yep. My, My fear is that the Browns paid all this money and gave up all those draft picks to land a quarterback who's just never going to be the same. I would expect that Watson's going to be better. I mean, I don't know how he could be worse than he was last year. But, Gabe, back me up on this. We need more than better in Cleveland. We need him to elevate to the level of the other QBs. You talked about Burrow and Lamar. He's got to be going toe-to-toe with those guys, leading game-winning drives with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. If he's not doing that, then this contract and this trade, aside from how bad it looked and the optics of it were, it's going to be a bust from a football perspective, too. When you've reached the point of paying your quarterback, and the Browns obviously didn't have the advantage of getting Deshaun Watson in his cheap years on a rookie deal because they decided to trade for him and do all those things that you just mentioned. Uh, They bought high. When you sign a contract of that nature that's fully Mm. guaranteed and you're Mm. getting all that you know money, you have to be a special quarterback. You just have to be because you don't have a lot of money to spend in other places. But yeah, you've got, and, and Miles Garrett is a fantastic player, and I, I think the Browns have some pieces, certainly. Mm. But, you know, that's where Nick Chubb, as, you know, as a running back, this could be his last year in Cleveland because running backs are a luxury, and you can't afford to pay him because you have Deshaun Watson under contract. And other teams try to do it differently. San Francisco 49ers have a great roster. I don't know if they have a great quarterback, and that's prevented them from getting to a Super Bowl. If if you're paying all that money to a quarterback, he has to be special. That's the only way the Browns can win the AFC North is if Deshaun Watson is special because there are a couple of really special quarterbacks in that division that yeah. you got to match if yep. you want to win that division. I think there's as much pressure on Watson as any player in the NFL this year. Without when you a look doubt. At, when you look at the money and you look, because I guarantee you, no quarterback has gotten close to his two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. But Gabe, if he goes and wins a Super Bowl for Cleveland. 
that might happen again. You know, he might do it for his position and the future of players who play quarterback moving forward. If this deal becomes a bust, then every team is going to say, nope, we're not going to give you all the guaranteed money. Look what happened to Cleveland. What's the fastest you've ever driven a car? That's a question that we are going to ask coming up next. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, in the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. NFL training camp is getting closer and closer. Some teams have already started. Some players are getting in trouble in the areas in which they're going to be reporting next week. Some players are going to training camp really fast. (laughs) Jordan Addison. Whew, going a little too fast up there in Minnesota. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Aaron Goldhammer. And Vikings rookie Jordan Addison was cited for reckless driving 140 miles per hour oh in a 55-mile-an-hour zone on Wait, I-94 in He was in going Minnesota. 85 miles an hour over the speed limit? Uh, it, it would, that would be uh, correct. Uh, driving a Lamborghini... Which, I mean, if you're buying a Lamborghini, I guess the purpose of that is to, to, to some point drive 140 miles per hour. Which brings me to this question, Aaron. What is the fastest you've ever driven a car? Oh, my God. 80 miles an hour and never faster. The driving Are you is serious? The mo- Gabe, driving is the most dangerous thing we do, and I don't mess around in a car. I just really... I Look, if, if, it's, if the speed limit is 75, which it is for stretches in Colorado where I grew up, Mm-hmm. I will go eighty eighty five, but I've never gone a hundred miles an hour in a car. I don't think. Really? Let alone let alone going a hundred and four. Where was he going at three o'clock in the morning that he needed to be driving a hundred and forty miles an hour? You really got to get to the roller coaster at the Mall of America that bad? Is it still Snoopy? Is that what is that what they've got uh, at Mall of America? The Camp Snoopy? Is that still a thing? I don't know. He's he's 21 years old. He was the 23rd pick of the draft. Uh, he's tw- you know, it, it, and obviously these. It's a dumb thing to buy anyway. I, I know I'm starting to sound like a really old guy, Gabe, <laughs> but you get a couple hundred grand in your pocket. Maybe it's mm-hmm. a couple million. Okay, your first round pick. You're a rookie. Yep. One of the first things you do is go out and buy a Lamborghini. Really, really. Like, I don't know. I, I hate to tell you this. I'm investing in some nice U.S. savings bonds. <laughs> you know? I'm making... Let I'm, me tell you about this high-yield savings account that I have. Getting some... Making my money work for me. That's how you waste the money you make, is by buying... Is Lamborghini a sponsor of this show? Hell no, they're not. So I'm going to tell it to you how it is. 
nobody should own a Lamborghini and nobody should be driving 140. What do you think was going to happen? He just wanted to see how fast it could go. So go out on a track somewhere with your Lamborghini. Why put other people's lives in trouble? Did we not see? I'm dead serious now, Mm -hmm. Gabe, because we were joking around about this. Why did Javon Carter fall to where he fell in the draft? It's a situation just like this that led to a car accident and somebody losing their life. Okay? So I know we can laugh in 140 and oh, where he was 85 miles an hour over the speed limit. The reality of it is if you're the Vikings, good on the cop who pulled him over and gave him the reckless driving ticket because 85 over the speed limit isn't just a speed error that you can pay online without showing up in court. And the Vikings got to check this quickly because somebody not named Jordan Addison could have lost their life by somebody driving 140 miles an hour. It's crazy. Well, somebody named Jordan Addison could have also lost their – because driving 140 miles an hour, you can, you can lose control of the car – very quickly, and, and you know, obviously you're endangering the people around you, and you're also endangering yourself. And yes, the Vikings have to nip it in the bud the way that the Georgia team has not. Like we, we talked about why you know guys were falling in the draft, and it seems to be for whatever reason an issue within the Georgia Bulldogs football team where they yeah. can't have stu- you know guys can't stop going triple digits once they get on the road. So I'm with you in terms of, yes, we can joke about it because nobody was hurt this time, but there are too many instances in recent memory where people yeah. have lost their lives. I was curious. I looked. I drive a Ford. Um, the speedometer goes up, I think, to 110 or 120. My car won't go 140 miles an hour. And, and most won't. But again, I, th- I think that's probably why you end up buying the Lamborghini in the first place. How much pressure is on Aaron Rodgers? Is it the most in the league? We ask that coming up next. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, in the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.